0: Greetings and welcome to a very special episode of Top Floor. I'm Susan Berry, your host and elevator operator, and this is part two of our Loading Dock stories recorded at High Tech 2022. A lot of the stories that get told at the Loading Dock are funny or outrageous or usually both. But sometimes, just like at the real loading dock, people share what scares them and what inspires them in between the jokes. You'll find a mix of all of those things in this episode. So keep listening for Tales of the Unexpected with at least one naked person, several missing shoes, and a dose of claustrophobia in the mix. And if you missed part one in episode 44, you can find it in the Apple Podcast app or at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 44. Going down. My first guest at The Loading Dock was Dax Cross, Chief Executive Officer of Revenue Analytics. Revenue Analytics creates enterprise revenue management products for the hospitality industry. This story starts the episode out with a bang because it's about Bangkok. Okay, I have to admit I was sweating a little bit as he told this story, but Dax proved to me by the end that he is CEO for a reason.
1: Let me give you a little backstory for
0: this
2: story.
1: So, before we launched our revenue management system into pricing, we did a lot of custom revenue management system work for the big brands, so IHG, Marriott, Starwood, Hyatt. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those projects involved global focus groups. So it was really cool, you get to experience the best of hospitality because you're going to different cities, you're doing focus groups, they're hosting you, you know, they want to show you the city.
0: They're hoteliers, they're going to wine and dine you. They wine you, they
1: dine you, they put you up in a nice suite to show off their hotel. It was awesome. (laughs) I made lifelong friends, it was really fantastic. Uh, But so we had a global focus group in Bangkok. And when they say, hey, we want to show you the city in Bangkok, it can get pretty wild Pretty quickly, and so they took us out to a district called Pad Pong, which is basically the red light district. <laughs> we had never done anything like this before, and so they bring us into a bar, and it was overwhelming. There were literally hundreds of girls in bikinis with little numbers on their buttons.
0: What in the world? And
1: we were like, oh Were you my judging
0: God. a pageant? Uh,
1: so here so then what happens next? I was traveling with my brother, who mm-hmm. I'm a big guy, but he's even bigger than I am. Oh lord. Well he start they start swarming him. <laughs> and we're literally like trying to climb him. Like they just don't see people that big. And um and <laughs> Do then, they
0: think there was somebody else underneath them. I mean was he wearing a raincoat?
1: <laughs> that's right. He could have he could have fit a few of them under a raincoat <laughs> for sure. Um, and so we're kind of, you know, overwhelmed and uh, and then we're basically being propositioned left and right. And, uh, so I I think that one of, uh, one of my clients who was a wonderful woman who was running, uh, Europe in the middle East, she, I think saw how horrified I was and decided to help me out. And so this one girl was talking to me saying, Oh, what, what are you interested Uh in? You know? And so she wasn't a
0: food menu. No. Got it.
1: Um, Although they did actually, um, a madam actually did pre- present us a, a menu that I won't get into. It was <laughs> was pretty wild. But so at any rate, so my friend and colleague is trying to help me out. And she looks at me uh, as this woman in a bikini is, is talking to me. And she grabs my hand and she points to her wedding ring. And then I point to mine as if to say, hey, we're good. Yeah. Nice. We're, we're married. Nicely right? done. We thought we could overcome this. Good save. Well. So I thought, Oh! but apparently my friend in the bikini was actually a practitioner of revenue management because <laughs> she didn't have ah. an eye. And she said, okay, so two, so two then? And we were like, okay, that's impressive. I think we should get out of here, but that was really impressive.
3: That is
0: an amazing story.
2: Going down.
0: Next up, I talked to Sharice Kissenberth, who is Summit Broadband's hospitality sales manager. Sharice and I were talking about next year's high tech, which is taking place in Toronto, June 26th through 29th of 2023, when she revealed a fear that we share.
4: Everybody that knows Toronto knows this building. It's famous. I didn't know it, but it's this really, really tall building. Okay. Maybe it's called the Sky or something, but it's like the tallest building in one of the tallest. I got it. In the country. I got it. Very small elevator. You have to go all the way to the top, and it's a big glass room all the way.
0: Oh, the whole cool! Building. And so you're not afraid of
4: heights. Heights, I don't care. Got it. Jump out of an airplane. I don't really <laughs> like the whole uh, smaller space thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so you were going up to see the sights at the top of this building, and what happened?
4: Oh, nothing. I made it up that one. It was good. I was was in a small little box with a lot of people. Yes, I do not care for that. It takes maybe six minutes to get to the top in the elevator. Um, that seems kind of fast actually. It's, it seemed like a long, long time. <laughs> really like long six time. hours? Um, I started standing up and I think by the time I got to the top I was kind of squatting down on the corner breathing. Oh no. <laughs> it
0: seemed like a long, long
4: time. But yeah, I think I learned during that trip that I didn't like elevators so much, which is which is not a great thing because uh, I have to be in them all the time for what I do. Of course. I'm always going into hotels.
0: Big buildings, big shiny buildings. Well, I too get a little claustrophobic inside elevators, which is sort of ironic because my official title for this show is Host and Elevator Operator. So I will take you up to the top floor, but nobody else can get in here because it's too claustrophobic. Okay, so you prefer to be in the
4: elevator by yourself? Yo,
0: absolutely.
4: So right. I I never thought about whether I like to be in there alone or with other people, but I definitely just felt like I just, they should make elevators where you can see, some glass. They're always in between like, you know, cement, mm-hmm. but um, so I learned during that trip many years ago. I didn't really like it too much. It was this metal box and a lot of people, but I had to learn to adjust. So I do a lot of stairs when I can, five, six floors, but when we get to 20 or 16 floors, I have to get in there. I have had a fun experience and one by myself.
0: Oh, you were by yourself?
4: When something happened to me, Do tell. Yes. So I was on vacation last July. I was in the Bahamas. And I was up and down the elevator constantly because I was like 17th floor, but I was with my family. But every time I do it, I get a little, you know my heart starts to pound a little bit, my blood pressure starts going. So um, anyway, this one moment, I had to go up to my room by myself, never thought about it. Didn't even, I had been going up and down this elevator for four days already. Yeah, I realized after a little bit, it wasn't opening. I was in there.
0: Wait, so were you on your guest
4: room floor? I was on floor coming back down to the bottom to, to regroup with my, my people.
0: And it wasn't moving? or
4: it, it moved, it got to the bottom, I guess, and now I know it's the bottom, but it got to a spot, and I realized we weren't moving anymore.
0: So what did you do?
4: Oh, uh, well, I was in denial. i said to whoever was in the box with me which was nobody Mm -hmm. why is this happening what no this can't be happening please so you know you get a little anxious get a little worked up you you feel like you're gonna pass out maybe because you're getting yourself too worked up Mm -hmm. then i had to collect myself and I just pushed the button, and and I did what I probably, you know, what we know, emergency button. Okay, okay. So so someone comes on and says to me, I said, I'm stuck in the elevator. Please help get me out. Which elevator? Oh, for heaven's sake. How are you supposed to know? This is an enormous campus Uh of hotels over in the Bahamas. Enormous. So, of course, that got me a little frustrated. I'm like, I don't know which elevator. (laughs) The elevator. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, it went on for a little while.
0: Holy guacamole. So how did you feel when you were finally released from the elevator?
4: Um, Numb in the knees, would you say? Um, But I felt like I was, it it was a life-changing moment.
0: How come? I wouldn't
4: say that I love elevators, but I've learned that you do get out.
0: (laughs) Well, that is a wonderful moral to the story.
2: Going down.
0: I could really identify with my next guest, Lindley Cotton, who is president of G-Commerce Solutions, a digital marketing agency for hospitality. Lindley and I were commiserating about the wild, wild west days of Facebook when clients knew they wanted help with social media, but maybe didn't completely understand what social media was.
3: So we got a phone call from the client where they said, someone stole my Facebook page. And we said, I, are you sure someone stole your Facebook page? And she said, um, no, pl- please go on there, look, just Google my name. On, not Google, sorry. Look at my <laughs> name on Facebook. <laughs> you probably
0: said Google at the time, you right? probably did.
3: Um, look at my Facebook name on there. And there was a list of... Um, a bunch of people with the same name, and of course back then, everyone. It, it, still today, there's multiple Lindley Cottons yes. on Facebook. Yes, it was just a misunderstanding of who owned the page. Oh, good grief! So you were able to get her all straightened out? Yeah, she wanted us to report them to Facebook and all of that, but um, we—you <laughs> we, still can't do that twenty years later. No, we still can't. But yeah, we uh, we we walked her off of the cliff. Excellent.
0: Do you still offer that service for hotels?
3: Yeah. So we do Facebook management, um, social media management, and marketing. So anything from social media postings to actual advertising, which is really in our wheelhouse, um, and delivering really great results. Social media is still, you know, the cheapest form of media that you can do for your hotel. This
0: sounds like a good time to take a break. When we're back, more stories from High Tech Twenty Twenty Two. Floor is supported by Siteminder. In an online world that never sleeps, you can't afford to be off ever. So, how do you keep rooms full, guests raving, costs down, and staff happy? Siteminder is the world's leading hotel commerce platform that provides hoteliers like you with the tools you need to sell, market, manage, and grow your business all from a single dashboard. It's technology without the need to be super techie, intelligence without the detective work, and simplicity without leaving anything out. To learn more about how Siteminder can help your hotel grow online, visit siteminder.com forward slash top floor.
2: Going down.
0: The next story was told by Elle Rustique, founder of TipBrightly, which is a mobile payments and social impact startup in travel and hospitality. This is the first loading dock story that has ever made me cry because Elle's passion for her company comes from a very personal place.
2: My mother was in housekeeping for over 20 years. So, I grew up um, really appreciating the value and the impact of a tip. So sometimes she would come home and uh, say, let's go to McDonald's. And I always knew that she'd earned a tip when she did that. Um, And it wasn't just McDonald's, it was Baskin Robbins, it was a book. she wouldn't say it was a tip, but I knew that that extra money enabled her to to do that, and it's what women do. When women earnings increase, they spend it on the home, their children, food, and that's what my mom did. So, you know, it was important to me when I wasn't able to tip to be able to find a way to do that because I knew that on the other end uh, was a woman who would use that money directly. And women, you know, are 99% of housekeepers. Going down.
0: Our last storyteller was Robert Cole from Rock Cheetah. If you've ever met Robert, you know that he has a thousand stories. So I decided to narrow them down to two. The first one is a great example of thinking creatively when something goes wrong.
5: This is not an urban legend, this is an (laughs) item that Izzy Sharp, you know, CEO, founder of Four Seasons Hotels, um, would tell. And people just thought, oh, somebody wrote this for him. But I was there. So um, my first job out of school was um, working for Four Seasons, and I wound up being, you know, systems manager eventually. And this is just right after, actually, the day of opening. So I'm up all night. I'm working with night auditors, things like that. And uh, I, I get a call from somebody. Yeah, we've got a problem. And what happened was, Four Seasons provided overnight shoe shine, right? Mm-hmm. Which was great. And so they had um, a gentleman, you know, young guy, you know, probably not high school, probably college, you know, sort of thing. Really did. They told him what he needed to do. Yeah, you go get the shoes off to of the doors. They're in little plastic bags. They got the room numbers on this. It's great. Go, take them out, shine them up, get them back, get them back. Like, the one nuance that wasn't quite worked through was I see he took coming. them all out, dumped out all the shoes, put the bags over here, and then, oh, my God, what shoes go <laughs> in what bags at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, right? And he's done, the shoes look great, right? And so it's like, uh-oh, what are we going, you know, what are we going to do? And the, the night manager was actually a former Braniff captain, you know, so Braniff was a big, you know, air, great airline, great airline. Oh, uh-huh. Um, at that time, wasn't went bankrupt later, but had these huge layoffs because the air traffic controller strike. We hired like a front desk, the best front desk team I've ever seen, who were all ex-flight I, attendants. I see. And this guy who was a captain, so you're like, the guy's flying 747s, responsible 100. He he's manager, got this. This is good. <laughs> this is maybe a good fit, right? Um, he didn't know what to do, so he's like, all right. it's like we've got to call Bernard. And Bernard was the Swiss executive assistant manager, who most people would go, oh, don't call him. That's going to be... You're going to have an explosion. Right? Bernard, genius hotel operator, comes in, is not mad at this kid. Right? Mm -hmm. At all. Just goes, Anderson. great job on the shoes. Those really good, we didn't tell you about the bag thing, simple mistake, but what do we do? called the director of housekeeping, called the director of room service, got them in and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Everybody has bathrooms and slippers in the rooms, which is a plus. I mean, because we knew the rooms, right? With all the yeah, yeah, sure. other Most hotels would go and just turn on a message light or something like that, say, hey, we've got them, we'll deliver your shoes back to you. Right? That's fine. That's, But that's not what Four Seasons is about. Mm-hmm. Four Seasons about is If you make a mistake, how do you do something that's special and surprising and and great for the the guests, right? Set up room service breakfast buffet line, basically in housekeeping, where the shoes were, not out in a meeting room or anything like that, down in housekeeping with the director of housekeeping, had the shoes, sent little invitations which were handwritten by the director of housekeeping who had very good penmanship, by the way. Mm -hmm. Kay was very good, so she, sent all those. We put them up in the rooms and just said, we're serving. We've had a little problem with your... I can't remember exactly what oh, wow. so We've had a little bit of a problem with you, but would invite you down to breakfast to retrieve <laughs> them. <laughs> right? And so they did. And people came down in their bathrobes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody was upset. I don't think anybody said, no, I'm going to send them up. I'm pissed off. They all came down. And they, it was like cocktail, right? Everybody's laughing and uh-huh. talking, having, meeting the executive assistant manager and the director of housekeeping, the, house, the rooms. Oh, that's amazing. And, and, and they did it. People were asking, do you do this every day? It's like, <laughs> we do not do we this We certainly ever hope
4: not. <laughs> yes, we
5: will never do this again. But Izzy used to tell that story. He goes, that's how you deal with the situation. You don't fire the poor kid. It's not his... He did a great job. You didn't give him... Somebody didn't give him complete information that they thought was obvious. Uh-huh. The kid's never done it before. So, hey, anybody could make that mistake and that's fine. And that's what you do.
2: Going down.
0: Our last story, also from Robert Cole, includes a loading dock standby that we all know and love... I won't spoil it for you, but it rhymes with dude.
5: One, holiday party. New York National Sales Office. Again, with four cities, but I won't name the specific individual. Okay. Um, I, at the time, was living out actually in Queens because my wife worked for Northwest Airlines. We needed to be between the two airports. But the office was at the Pierre, uh, which is great, great hotel, now Taj, but... That time was for C is very actually the most difficult hotel to manage, I would say, in the United States, because it's owned by the co-op. It's a co-op. So oh it's owned Lord. by the co-op owners, but it's not split by floor. The co-op owners are interspersed room to room with hotel guests. This is not always a great scenario.
0: There is a hotel in the Napa Valley like that, and one here in Orlando like that. Yeah.
5: It's it's tricky as a yeah, management uh-huh. company to, to handle those. But anyway. National sales goes, and we went out to yeah, great restaurant, had a great thing. Lots of wine, everybody's feeling great. But then they decide they're headed to Limelight, which is a very hot yeah, nightclub at the time. This is early, oh, mid-eight. mid-eight. Should I make that sound effect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was hard to get in, but they had connections, right? Had
2: connections
5: so they could get in. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm out. Because I got a meeting at like 9 o'clock in the morning the next morning and uh, nah, I'm checking out I'm getting on the train Go, oh you can stay over in the hotel no <laughs> not. pass home hard, to Queens hard pass yes common sense <laughs> not yeah not going there well the next morning I come in and, I, and I'm the only one right so now people you know come kind of dragging in you know, by 10, 10.30. Oh, God. Yeah, they're not looking so good. They were out till, you know, 5.00 yeah, you know, something. Yeah, just going hard, right? Um, but the executive assistant wasn't there. And we're like, where is she? And it's like, I don't know. She was there. And like, well, has anybody checked her room? Well, uh, it's like, okay.
0: But they stayed she, over
5: at the hotel. Yeah, a bunch of them stayed over at the hotel. Got it. But except for this one hadn't shown up yet. like, has anybody checked? And they're like, well, no, 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 probably sleeping up. Well, probably. Or there could be a really bad situation, <laughs> maybe. So contact the hotel, they yeah, you know, send up security. The door's locked, it's double locked, and nobody's responding. This is this is not good. So they go, they basically had to break through the lock, and you know, break the door to get through. And she was fine, except she was stark naked laying on top of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course she was. Oh my goodness. Was she so embarrassed? Or was well, it kind of just like, time, eh, what are you
5: gonna do? I, yeah, I think once once she figured out where she was and what was happening, yes, she was.
0: It is a universal truth that one of the best things about hospitality is that no day is ever the same. I think the same can be said of loading doc stories. Thank you to all of our high-tech storytellers for making us laugh, me cry, and everybody gasp. If you're interested in attending or sponsoring high-tech 2023, visit their website at hftp.org forward slash high-tech. That's H is in Hotel, F is in Frank, T is in Tom p as in org forward slash high tech. Thanks so much for listening. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 45. Top Floor is produced by John Albano, who also composed and performed our elevated elevator music with vocals by Cameron Albano. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues after you leave us a five-star review. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen.
1: Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode.